What up podcast people? Obviously you listen to shit so I know a ton of you are not familiar with my Monday to Monday playlist that I update every Monday with Mike Boyd on my Spotify. Go check it out. What is my Spotify? Spotify slash Gary V? Yeah, Gary VE, right? You'll see it. It's called Monday to Monday. Search your Spotify and Apple. Uh, Apple and Spotify playlists. Uh, Monday to Monday. Oop, this is me. I gotta go. See ya, bye. What's up, podcast? Today's episode is the audio version of Gary's recent interview on The Rich Eisen Show. They talked about sports culture, the Knicks, and Nipsey Hussle. Hope you enjoy. Thrilled to have here uh, on the program, I, I could spend the entire time that what I have with this man by introducing him, but he's the chairman of VaynerX, the active CEO of VaynerMedia. You follow him on Instagram and Twitter, at Gary V, the best-selling author. He sells wine. He's got uh, a <laughs> burgeoning sports agenting business. Gary Vaynerchuk, good to see you here, sir. Thanks, Rich. What's going on in your life right now? What's well, the NFL drafts got me super hyped. Okay, because you are representing... Tyree Jackson, yes. Marcus Lodge. Okay. Um, uh, the schedule is, you know, okay. exciting me. Your diehard Jet fandom. We just saw you rocking your new Jets jersey at That's WrestleMania. Right. Uh, and um, what do you know about the schedule? What can you tell me about the schedule that gets released tonight on the uh, NFL Network? What I, do you think you know? I think I know that the Jets and Browns play on Monday night uh, to start the season. Makes sense. Uh, right. For, that was the first Monday night football game. Yes. Uh, Ever. I think the Jets and the Steelers play a night game. That's one of my core predictions. Okay. Uh, Le'Veon Bell against the Steelers. That yep. makes sense. Yep. Uh, that's what. That's all I really know. Okay. <laughs> but that makes sense for the for the start yep. of the season for the Jets to have Odell back where he once belonged. Yep. The Browns. Everybody wants to see what he, what they look like. The Baker Darnold narrative is something that would be amazing for the NFL for 15 years. That's and true. As early as they can build that rivalry, this is the second time they're already playing. Baker Mayfield basically broke out of the Hugh Jackson box that he was being placed in on Thursday Night Football against the Jets. I was there. It was devastating. I'm still angry. (laughs) I was. I'm still angry. I left that stadium and, you know, all those, they hadn't won in, you know, four years or whatever, you know. Let him off the mat. Let him off the hook, to use the Dennis Green phrase. (laughs) Yeah, that was a classic. So that, uh, sports cards, I'm going to say it here now on a national stage, I believe that the culture of sneaker flipping is going to bleed into sports cards because these kids can't get enough inventory with sneakers. Uh, I bought several hundred Giannis rookies, PSA 10 Prism rookies, mm-hmm. in August before the season. They were 150 a pop. They're now trading for 380. Uh, gambling, sports betting. Yeah. Uh, the way that Panini and Tops do things now. There's going to be a $50,000 Zion card to be had out of opening a $6 pack. Uh, what are you talking co- about? What do you mean? Well, I don't think people understand that sports cards are about to become a cultural phenomenon again, and so I'm just putting it on the record and media so I'm historically correct. So why, why, do, you think, why, do, why do you sense that? Why a, you it's already that? happened. If you've been watching, the market's been moving pretty aggressively for the last uh, year. B, three theories. One, sneaker flippers are, are running out of inventory, and you can go buy, like I am right now, thousands of Darren Fox rookie cards if you believe he's a player. You can't buy a thousand you know, pairs of sneakers that are gonna flip, like you can't get enough inventory. And so a lot of these entrepreneurs that are in the sneaker culture love sports and are gonna do the sports card thing, that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, sports gambling and betting. In the background, you have Luca playing right now mm-hmm. as, a, as an image. Right now, there are five, seven, ten thousand dollar Luca cards selling, not listed, selling on eBay. 
and those cards were pulled out of a $3, $4 pack of Prism basketball cards. Once people understand that, I think people are gonna get their gambling fix out of opening cards. I don't think most people know that there's a there's gonna be several 10, 20, $30,000 Zion cards to be had out of four or $5 packs. That's like a lottery ticket. Uh, that's better than a lottery ticket because there's other cards. And third, 43-year-olds, 48-year-olds that grew up in the prime years of sports cards now have five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Yeah. And the same reason toys reboot every 30 years, G.I. Joe, Strawberry Shortcake, I believe that sports cards, 87 to 93, was a cultural phenomenon. Huge. And now those people are going to relive it. So I'm making the prediction here on the Rich Eisen show that sports cards is an incredible alternative investment for the next three to five years. Yeah, my, my kids love their basketball cards. Okay, what about all right the now? cards that I have? Garbage. Tens of thousands. Garbage. <laughs> no, no, garbage. From the 90s. Garbage. From the early 90s. Me too. I have millions. Garbage. Yeah. All, Why any, are those garbage? Because the there was too much supply, mm-hmm. not enough demand. Right. So... You know, for, I mean, look, you, maybe you were smart and bought 86, 87 Fleer basketball, sure. and that has all the rookies in it, and that's an incredible set. But what most people have, 87 tops baseball, right. early upper deck, all that stuff, for the most part, that is not strong. What's strong is, you know, pre-1980 graded. You know, you send them to these companies, yeah. Beckett, PSA, right. and then the new stuff, like the one-of-one Giannis's that are like 10,000. Like, I think LeBron rookies, Kobe rookies, they're trading at about 1,000 apiece rated well right now are $5,000 cards in three years. So I'm excited. I'm glad, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm bringing it up here because I'll be happy to look at this clip in three years. Gary Vaynerchuk here on the Rich Eisen Show. So the Zion card will be worth more when the Knicks don't get him because Dolan's karma is so terrible? Or what, what happens there, I don't know if you've there, heard, because I know you've heard because you're a professional. Yes. Patrick Ewing. Yes. One of the all-time most underrated players of all time. Let's, yes. This is a sports show. Let's... Listen, I'm an enormous Knicks fan. Yes. I'm also 43. I lived through that golden era. Me too. I'm a but, I, but if you're a 49. real hardcore basketball knowledgeable fan, what yeah. you also know is John Starks and Anthony Mason and Charles Barkley are overrated. Like Me- they're amazing. They're the best. But I believe that Patrick Ewing is extremely underrated because I don't think people actually understand what he was surrounded by. I really believe that. So... Wait a minute. So okay. So Oakley, his, his Knicks teammates were good? Yeah, is that Oakley's what you're one of my favorites no, no. of all time here. Mine I mean. too. Like, like I want Oakley to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unfortunately, he's best friends with Michael Jordan, which, you know, yeah. breaks my brain. <laughs> but, but. Right. I, I think they're very solid players. Mm-hmm. Like, really good players. But not as good as people think. Because they were so tough and awesome and rad. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Patrick Ewing is one of the all-time underrated players because of the context of what surrounded him. He also so, played in a great era for centers with David Robinson and Akeem Olajuwon. Well, I mean, but... An early he's Shaq. He's better than David Robinson. Like, he just he's is. better like, than David Robinson? A hundred percent. I mean that. I'm, I'm shocked that people don't understand that. I mean it. I, I just think he's way better. He just didn't. He just. But that's your Nick fandom. I know. No, I really just, don't think so. Like, I, I really, honestly, I mean this. Look, I didn't say Akeem. My Nick's fandom is the next sentence. He's better than Akeem Olajuwon. That's my Nick's fandom. Okay. My non-Knicks fandom is Patrick Ewing is better than David Robinson, guys. He just is. Like, I test. I lived it. I watched a lot of those. Like, like Robinson, like, like I don't know. He was, a, he was a really, really, the Admiral's a great, nice, solid, great, no, no, a real great player. Patrick Ewing's better. So you're saying the fact that Patrick Ewing, because I'm trying to bring this all full circle here, is that Patrick Ewing real is quick, represent- Real quick on yeah. David Robinson. The West was whack. It was the reverse, right? Like, he was MVP of the league. I don't give a crap. 
The MVP of the league is not a variable that is super exciting to debate. It's a really like, that's a really, you know this, you're too smart for that statement. <laughs> to say that he was MVP of the league? It's an arbitrary, like Michael Jordan, I hate him with my whole heart, should have been MVP every year. Like LeBron should be MVP every year. Yeah. They, they do it on timing, cadence. Like there's so many variables. Like MVP is a joke. Well, just should, can we just way, get rid of it in, in the sports? the same way that coach of the year should be Belichick every year. Or it should have been Phil Jackson every year. Look, MVP Phil is, Jackson MVP is, is an all-time what, overrated coach. MVP is also what you remember most TJ, about Phil that year. Phil Jackson's an all-time overrated coach. Bill Belichick, man, you want to talk about somebody I dislike? All-time. Phil Jackson, enough with Phil Jackson. Show me one seat. Bill Belichick's greatest thing that ever happened to Bill Belichick mm. was Matt Castle. The greatest thing that ever happened to Bill Belichick's career was Brady being out for that year. The problem for Phil is, show me, like Larry Brown is a way better coach than Phil Jackson. I'm loving the, the takes from Gary Vaynerchuk. Guys, Larry Brown right does now. it. This is, you, you don't know, believe that? I, I, I see the dude. In, you I don't believe that, totally, right? I can totally understand what I, you're saying. But you show also, me the one season of data where he didn't have a top single player in the league, and then we can have at least a conversation. Have you noticed? I'm Chris, not disagreeing. Can you? Have you, you noticed? You're not, Chris, nobody's going to disagree. That's unemotional. That. You can't be judged when you had the single best player in the league every time in your entire career. Could you have you noticed, Chris, that, right? that Gary Vaynerchuk has gone on this hot take role? Although I'm not saying that you don't believe it. Ever since I brought up how Dolan's karma <laughs> is going to prevent Zion from getting to the Knicks because the ping pong balls weren't bouncing, guys, and that's why you started with Ewing. Guys, you think that Ewing the being there, Ewing being Ewing there is going to bring it home. Is going to bring I'm confident bring Zion home. I'm confident the Rangers moved up aggressively in their draft. <laughs> it's an MSG kind of guys. When the Knicks roll out Durant and Kyrie yeah. and Zion mm -hmm. and the defensive force known as Mitchell Robinson <laughs> and the evolution of Kevin Knox as he matures, guys, Nirvana is coming to the oh garden. Oh my God. I am, you mean, I am you mean, so excited for, for, for the next decade of my life. I cannot believe the great joy that I am about to have. I'm still having a really hard time with you thinking Patrick Ewing is better than David Robinson. No problem. I understand. Well, you're I mean, having a tough you, time with you that. Can have, you could make this argument. You no, can you really cannot. Yes, Patrick Ewing was never higher than fifth in MVP voting. Ever. I'm going to lose my but, mind. But that has I'm not, that, not, Dude, no. you cannot use MVP what? as a variable to a sports debate. It is a ludicrous data point. It is not. Okay. MVP, MVP is also what How you remember you? most Let's from start that with season. This. Let's start. This is important. How old are I'm you? I'm 38. 38? 38? Yes. Yeah. It, that's like right on the cusp. But like, look, I test matters. Rich, actually help us here yes. as the oldest statement statesman here. <laughs> yes. Do you believe that it's hard? I, I really believe this. It's hard when you didn't have I test. Like if we're really having a conversation, if we're really having a fun debate, not for shtick, I do believe not having I test data is an issue. Like if you don't have I test data, you, you, I don't know anything about Oscar Robin. Like, I don't have eye test data. I understand like, that. Like, I can't, I would love to know more about Dr. J for real. I believe, I, and then this is like every debate, right? Sure. Like, well, it's like talking about Babe Ruth. Like, here's what I can us, tell you. None of us ever watched Patrick Babe Ruth, Ewing like. clowned David Robinson one-on-one -on -one in their career in for real, for real. Like, if you eye test their matchups, I'm telling you, he was a better player on eye test. He just was. I, I, I cannot. You need look, to get your eyes checked. I'm, get... I'm not saying this you know, just because David he's Robinson, our guest. He needed, he needed to, and I'm from ahead. New York City. I'm not. Uh, you know I'm, I'm right. I know you know I'm right. I mean, until David Robinson. Got Tim Duncan. Got Tim Duncan. He was nothing. It was not even a debate.
It wasn't even debate. And you guys and, are and, Knicks homers. I'm, well, so I'm going to let you guys get a pass. No, on no, this. no. Uh, that's that's fine. I, I, that's I understand what you're saying. We can agree. Me, we can I, agree I wish, to disagree. I wish this was different. But I players. do remember. I do remember. Again. Ewing, Ewing, just. I just told you John Starks I, I, I do and need, Charles do, Oakley and Anthony Mason are grossly overrated. I, I, Let's start with that well, on your thesis right that John I'm Nick's homie. But I'm saying, Hold on, real I quick. Have, I have no real quick, dog people in are listening. Fight. I don't people care. People are listening. It's hard for you to stand on a Nick's homer when I just sat here and said three all time emotional Nick's are overrated. I said that. And you come back at me and yes, say. But, but they're not considered great Knicks of all well, time. No, no, Patrick no, no, no. Hold on a is. second. No, no, no. Charles Oakley. Patrick, is, he's Charles Oakley. Here Patrick in the rafters. I, I see. Hold on. Charles Oakley is viewed as. He, he's, he's not on the Mount Rushmore, and he, he's, he's viewed as an all time great Nick in my mind, okay? But Patrick Ewing is from a different on Mount Rushmore. No, 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 no. But, but I, I just. We do, need to, we do need to just remember some of this stuff. And I will say this as a Nick fan before James Dolan beat it out of me, okay, that Charles Smith was viewed as the great final piece for him. I thought it was okay. Xavier McDaniel. Charles, Xavier McDaniel. When no, he no, came, no, no. when the X-Man came. The X-Man was one of them too. Xavier McDaniel, Charles Smith, These Alan are Houston. No, These no are that was people. later. But uh, he was viewed as somebody that was a savior to the Knicks. I'm talking about people that were saviors to the Knicks. But in terms of the Ewing era, he didn't have those pieces. He didn't have. He didn't have his Pippen. He didn't have his Duncan. David Robinson was lucky enough Guys, to get David his Robinson Duncan. David Robinson won nothing in his life. He didn't win that championship. Let's just be very honest here. If you think David Robinson has a ring, you also think B.J. Armstrong has rings. He, 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 you're, you're really going to equip. We can have this off. What air. I'm saying. Let me start over. There's a singular person that wins a ring in my Gary Vaynerchuk one of one mind in the NBA. There's a singular person. And so David Robinson has zero rings in my mind. He was not the reason they won that championship, not by any stretch of the imagination. That was also towards the end of his career, though. I'm loving Correct. this conversation. Let's talk about but David the- Robinson's zero NBA finals appearances in his career prior to D- Tim Duncan putting him on his the damn Knicks back. The only made it because Jordan went to play baseball because David Stern kicked him out for gambling. If Patrick Ewing and the Knicks were in the West, they would have went to four damn NBA finals. So let's talk real talk, not bull. 19. <laughs> like, this is okay. Let's have okay. real talk. Gary V on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, I could, I, you know, here's I could the big go key. Here's the big key. This is why I stay here. quiet about a lot of stuff because mm. I get hot on stuff like this. When you live the eye test of watching that, like, that's the key. And well, I don't know. How many Spurs games were you watching? The Spurs games that I was watching were the, the playoff games where David Robinson was absolutely doing nothing against Sean Kemp, doing nothing against Carl Malone, doing nothing against Charles right. Barkley. Those were the games I was Don't watching. Drexler. Here's the fun okay, part. Okay. Here's the fun part. And this is like no, By the way, no sweetheart razz. of a man. Sweetheart of a man. Hall of Famer. David, the Admiral? Yeah. Yeah. No, the best human ever. Like, if, I can't wait to see David. Like, like any time at all time. Patrick Hughes is a better NBA player than David Robinson. I, I do want to bring this up because Men? otherwise we could go we could go on and on on this subject. I need an extra segment. But I do I do want to I do want to I do want to bring this up with you before before you go because we talk pop culture here. Uh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You you got to know him. Jesus, you really, really you really changed my uh, I know, angle. Go ahead, I know. It's cool. No, I, I know I did. that. Yes. You, know, you know what I mean. But it is one of those things where. <clears throat> You know, you, look, you, you've got 15 different sides to you. Yep, you know, there's ahead, so many different ahead. ways that I could go in a conversation. But I did want to bring this up, and I know that kind of brings it down a no, little bit. No, it's okay. Go ahead. But I know you, you love this guy, right? I love this guy. How did you meet him? We met him uh, in his studio when he was working on the album that, you know, that he put out. Uh, his camp, my camp, had a lot of good vibes towards each other. And uh, we went and 
to the studio and spent an hour together and that started, we just, you know, hey, by the way, this is fun to say, mm-hmm. you and I hit it off immediately. Yes. Sometimes you just know. Right. Sometimes you meet somebody and you just know that you're going to know them for the rest of your life. Okay. Um, and um, we really connected, man. He was a really thoughtful kid trying to do a lot of good in his way. I, I think the thing I'm most passionate about is for all my shtick and style, if you listen to what I'm saying, there's some real tried and true love and good and positivity. And I, I really, uh, he had a real message. He was a really hard worker. He was a long-term you know, I think in 50 year terms, he did as well. Like some of the stuff we would talk about, there's a video of him and I at the NBA All-Star weekend. Mm-hmm. We had dinner at NBA All-Star uh, not too long ago, obviously. And as soon as he walks in, I'd say to all my friends, I'm like, get ready some, for some really deep philosophical talk. You know Nipsey, the cool rapper. Wait till you hear what we're actually about to talk about. It was very thoughtful. He was a warm heart. He was a good dude. Like, and I bet you for everybody listening, and I'm sure for a lot of people here who didn't closely follow him, I what probably makes me feel best is when this devastating thing happened, I think anybody outside the circle of knowing him really, really well were flabbergasted by how the collective culture so reacted. Yeah. He wasn't as big as Pac and Biggie in the macro when this happened, but I think what affected a lot of people that had either never heard of him or maybe heard of him once or twice was like, whoa, why are like the biggest names in the in the game so still? I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. Still, three weeks later, posting so emotionally, it was because if you actually had the luxury to even know him a little bit, he impacted you immediately. He was a special guy. That's why I wanted to bring him up. I'm glad you did. Because, you <clears throat> know, of, of people that I know, you're the one that I I knew that you knew him. Yeah. You know, that's why I wanted to bring it I'm up. Glad you did. Certainly here in Los Angeles where obviously he, he was a great sports fan like, so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was at the uh I think he was at the Sweet 16 games and down in Anaheim. He was the, he was. the weekend he passed. He, I mean, he was a special dude. They're talking about <clears throat> maybe putting a, a a banner in Staples. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Did you hear that conversation? Uh, yeah, Rosh Markazi wrote a yeah. column about yeah. that. If, if, you know, if you knew, if you, I'm sure you guys saw from a sports standpoint, like a lot of the players around the league's mm-hmm. reactions, there's that Durant Curry clip, like in the streets, in the culture, like he meant so much. He was doing so much good. He was trying so hard in his way to do such a real thing. He was a really special dude. Gary Vaynerchuk. David Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Go switch back. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Follow him uh, like the rest of the free world on Instagram and on Twitter at Gary V. Gary V E E. Wait a minute. There's no other segment? There, There's one other one. We're going to do you. Can I see? We, we have to more. talk Jets a little okay. bit. I got things to say. Okay. This Robinson Ewing thing threw me off. This is go, This is going to be on our app at Eyes and Overtime, okay. this next conversation. Download with the Gary app, Vaynerchuk. everyone, on Earth. Colin Hanks still to come here on this program. Bump him. I got things to say. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.